What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's been a while. It's been since February 13th since we've done one of these Mentally Gone Daily episodes. This is episode number 18. My name is Callie Lacerda. I'm Gabrielle Lopes. And welcome to Mentally Gone Daily, which hasn't been daily at all, which is funny. Mm, yeah, it's been like every every <laughs> other week. Every, yeah. yeah. At first it was like daily and then it slowly started just divulging. Is divulging? It started just becoming every other day and then every other week and soon it'll be every other month and then every other year and you yeah. guys won't ever see us again it's like every 10 and 10 years yeah like every 10 years we'll come back with like a life update mm-hmm. all right so um on today's episode we want to kick start this episode as the title implies with a very pressing topic a very interesting topic actually that just caught my attention and just really made me fear for my life and for the life of others. And I feel like this has to be talked about and we have to actively resist. I feel like a lot of people, they um, comment on um, Instagram reels, on TikToks that I post, on our YouTube videos. And a lot of the comments are like, okay, and so like, what do we do about this? Like, what, like, what are we going to do to change this? what can be done? Uh, we can't do anything. So like, well, like what's the point of talking about these things? But what people don't realize is that by just um, broadening our perspective and just um, broadening awareness on these topics and kind of like making everybody aware of it helps fight it yeah. in a way, you know, because governments and like large institutions, they kind of rely on us just being distracted all the time and not aware of things. And they kind of rely on us being stupid for them to implement these like strategies and these laws and these changes, these drastic changes in the whole landscape of just everything. Right. They, they expect you to be just accepting of it. Yeah. It's like a zombie. It's like, Oh, like, I don't know about that. Oh yeah. But uh, look at this new TV show, HBO show. Look, 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 dangle it in front of them. And they're like, Oh yeah. uh, HBO show. And then, Mm -hmm. and then they just completely forget about everything that's happening. Yeah. Or, or, um, you know, like celebrity gossip and like who's fucking who, uh, who cheated on who. Uh, who's having a baby. Is Ben Affleck miserable? J-Lo doesn't deserve him. J-Lo deserves more. You know what's been all over my TikTok? Sorry, I need to address this really quickly. I don't know if it's just because I watched one video, mm-hmm. but it's like all over because it's such a big topic apparently. Like there's something going on with like Selena Gomez oh, and Kylie Jenner and I Haley Bieber. Yeah. And it's like this whole drama uh, and I can't escape it. Like I don't really go on TikTok much, but then when I do and when I have these last few days where I just like go for a little bit, yeah. just watching stuff, seeing if there's anything cool, interesting. Mm-hmm. It's just been video after video. Like Selena Gomez commented on this and and now she has more followers than Kylie Jenner. And what's his name unfollowed Kylie Jenner? Harry Styles or something. I don't yeah. know. Because of the whole beef or whatever the heck is going on. Yeah. And I'm like just so... I can't even believe that people are like buying into this. Yeah. So do you think it's like a distraction? Like what do you think it's for? I... Well, look. This is what's interesting is like it's such a big deal that Kylie Jenner recently lost like 300,000 followers. Right. And Selena Gomez in just two days, I think they said in two days, she increased like like 10 million or something or or half of that, like five million in two days. She has the most followed account on on Instagram. right? Yeah, it was Kylie Jenner, but now she has it with like. 382 million or something like that yeah because um like many of the listeners that are currently listening right now who could give two flying fucks about things like that um i also don't give a shit and but i've also been seeing and and just being bombarded with like that topic when i'm scrolling aimlessly through um tiktok and a recent one was about her eyebrows apparently selena gomez uh laminated yeah just like did it weird and then kylie posted on her story and then tagged Haley bieber apparently because because they're like comparing their their eyebrows now it's like some bullshit you know but yeah like all of this over eyebrows and whatever else right but weird but the problem isn't them the problem is the people that eat that shit up i know but you don't think you don't think that look it's fake it's staged i don't know if it's staged but it's definitely like it's it's definitely 
the the fire is like fed into more and mm-hmm. fueled more and they probably see it as like an opportunity for publicity but i just don't see how kylie and Haley thought that that would be good publicity and get them more attention because it lost them followers you know what though i don't think it's really about gaining followers at that point i think it's just about staying relevant yeah like having the eyes on you so the equivalent to like men doing boxing things like um youtubers challenging each other's um mainstream celebrities challenging each other to like box i think that the female equivalent would be these like um, dramas that they conjure and create you know um but it's interesting at the same time it's not interesting at all but the the interesting part is that it might be just like a huge ploy like a huge plot to kind of manipulate our attention which happens all the time and that's how they do it you know yeah just by like hey look at these well-known celebrities uh fighting each other it's like mean girls that movie that all females love yeah it's like so go defend selena she's the victim oh i just can't believe that people are like so no but like invested in it no yeah people make it their whole lives where 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 they'll stock these celebrities and keep track on them all day during the whole duration of that little conflict I do have something funny to say, though, about it now that you just mentioned the word stalking. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this is just funny because it was one of the videos I actually did watch on TikTok about Hailey Bieber. But she stalked Justin Bieber. Yeah. yeah. But but I have a conspiracy like about that. obsession. And then he even said in interviews that it was like an arranged marriage. Yeah, no, no. It, it 100% was. And that's what the conspiracy theory kind of like uh, covers is that alec baldwin's brother i forget his name steve or some i don't know if it's steve now yeah anyways but but Haley bieber's father uh he was kind of courting Haley towards justin at the very start of his career and so every single concert he would take her to it and then he would get like backstage access backstage passes and it's this weird thing where it is marrying Justin Bieber or or rather marrying Haley Bieber Haley into the elite, like yeah. into the superstardom, you know? And like that's how it works. And I think that that's why Justin Bieber is miserable because every time you see him with this girl, he's usually just like not having it. Like he's just a miserable guy. Right. That's what a lot of people are speculating and why they're so invested in it. Because yeah. they're like, oh, it was so much different when he was with Selena. Yeah. And now look at him with Haley. Oh, it's crazy though. But I think that this is just a prime example of how the elites kind of like um, conspire to keep their power. And they just use these like strategies, you know, it's like marrying it's kind of like the royal family doing incest you know it's like marrying inside of your own family and keeping it within the family and like who is freaking i mean yeah i'm looking at he stephen baldwin is his name he's an actor producer yeah he's in movies but like i always ask myself like what was Haley baldwin before she was Haley bieber like what did she she do nobody she was nobody right the only talent just like the kardashians and i don't care if you take offense to this but their only talent is like looking good yeah and apparently she started a cooking show right just like selena and selena and she has like the same tattoo as selena it's like really weird though it is weird but i'm not interested in it but it's strange yeah yeah no um to me it's very predatory behavior um i i've seen like tiktoks do because again i can't avoid it and <laughs> maybe people out there who are are listening uh are in the same position as me like i'm not invested in like cele- celebrity gossip i actually view it as like a distraction as a waste of time but being bombarded and constantly targeted by these things um i've seen this video where it's like she wore the same jersey style yeah. as selena did except selena did six nine she did six six with him um on her cooking show she says okie dokie yeah and then selena is known to saying okie dokie so it's these like small little things but you have to understand that in order for her to secure her position and i'm viewing this as like game of thrones it's like in order for her to secure her position as the wife of Justin Bieber, she has to kind of cater to what Justin Bieber loves the most. And maybe Justin Bieber's only true love ever was actually Selena Gomez. And so she has to now basically become this chameleon where she just mimics the colors of this thing so that she can kind of like 
keep that right. guy invested in her you know this is an interesting comparison look no offense to anybody out there if you get triggered i don't care but the perfect example is like when melania trump was rewording all of michelle obama's speeches oh yeah but that was just because <laughs> she didn't have a, a uh, brain cell in her guys brain. i really didn't mean that as any offense to melania trump but it was something talked about a lot at the time they were like oh yeah this is like when you copy someone's homework and right. you just change a few little things yeah yeah and i feel like that's exactly what this instance is with Haley and selena it's just messy yeah uh, no it's just all very scripted i feel because even with melania um she didn't write any of her speeches you right. know like everything's done for them um except for trump and maybe that's why he was such a a polarizing figure because he would just speak his mind and not many presidents did that before so even like obama his speech pattern was very meticulous very well thought out americans yeah it's like my, my fellow my fellow americans today <laughs> i come here on the mentally gone podcast to talk to you about and then the current state of america and then trump is like fake news yeah fake news obama fake news fake news yeah i can't do a good um trump accent uh if you guys want to see a perfect near perfect trump impersonation i highly recommend checking out um shane gillis he's a comedian he's um he he does like a monthly podcast with joe rogan called protect our parks and he's just hilarious and he has like a perfect trump impression i've never seen anyone impersonate trump as good like way better than alec baldwin speaking of alec baldwin really way better than his impersonation and i highly recommend you guys checking it out i've never seen it say his name again shane shane gillis gillis yeah All it's right. like a perfect 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 imitation well, let's get into the main topic of today's daily podcast because that was just something I thought was... That was just some celebrity gossip. Yeah, you know, we have to feed into that crap a little bit. We don't have to, but we inevitably do because of what I said before. It's like you... like You can't kind escape of, it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, but it's kind of that though. It's like we live in an era where information is just like bombarded, you know? like we're yeah. Like we're just constantly being fed by information and so it's just our job to filter and try our best to filter through all the bullshit plus maybe you are interested in it maybe you're like maybe Obsessed. you're one of the people speculating like what the hell is going on with this yeah with this couple with biebers and what the hell's going on with Haley bieber copying selena gomez and you just you know yeah maybe you are maybe um, you're fascinated but let me tell you about something that you should be fascinated about um at the very least aware of um so i don't know how many people are up to up up to date with with um what's going on in oxford england but there is this very huge protest currently underway um where people are protesting the idea of 15 minute cities mm -hmm. and for people who don't know what 15 minute cities are 15 minute cities are are essentially again something that was proposed by our big friend um uh schwab oh uh, what the fuck is his first name i always forget his first name what's his name Car charles no it's not charles schwab charles uh, schwab is another guy it's like klaus schwab klaus schwab right klaus klaus mm -hmm. it's it's german yeah i think it's klaus schwab but anyways it doesn't really matter so Klaus Schwab, I'm just going to say that that's his name. Yeah, I think it is him. The guy from the World Economic Forum. He yeah. recently proposed a concept called 15-Minute City. And the 15-Minute City is essentially designed around the idea of convenience and safety and longevity, which is, again, what they always use as, as an excuse to implement these technologies and these kind of like uh, tyrannical um, methods, if you will. So if they're trying to like sell you on on anything nowadays, it's always disguised or it's always packaged in the guise of convenience. It's like your life is going to be easier. That's why you should give us our give us your information. That's why you should put this smart computer in your pocket, this smartphone. That's why you should uh, enter VR. You know, like everything's going to be easier. Um, but the 15 minute city is where everything you need to to survive and thrive quote unquote as a human being will be within 15 minute walk of your home 
And they're claiming that this is a method to minimize uh, climate impact or our impact on world climate mm. and climate change. And it's also a way to make our lives more convenient. It's a way to increase our longevity. But essentially what it's going to be is that you won't be able to leave the zone that you've been allocated to. So let's say that your zone is zone A, right? And you will be able to move freely within like within a 15-minute perimeter, right? So around your house, you will be able to just walk 15 minutes, bike 15 minutes. But when you want to drive outside of your zone to go to maybe someone else's zone to like a friend who lives in zone D, you will you will be able to use your car but your car will be monitored by by cctv cameras who will be actively monitoring your movements your license plate and if they define or if they decide rather that you are moving too much or too frequently or too far away from your zone that you've been initially allocated to hmm. they could either fine you they could maybe even imprison you they can do whatever they want with you but the point is that they will always know of your movements mm. and so these zones will be heavily monitored by cameras and they are claiming that it's for security purposes so that they can keep the citizens of each zone safe you know because since you won't be able to maybe drive as much because you don't want to pollute the air as much as you know they're like claiming that we we are polluting right then you will be walking a lot and maybe women will be walking at night and so to protect women from being you know raped and being abducted and being kidnapped there will be cameras and just heavy heavy surveillance uh what i find interesting is that that this whole idea of like everything you need in 15 minutes away from your home like wouldn't that make people less sociable or less you know um i don't know like less persuaded to just go see other places or whatever else like because then you just develop a mindset like oh okay well that city's gonna have the same things it's gonna have the grocery right. store and the and whatever else like there won't be any like uniqueness i think right so their their whole selling point is that this will not only accomplish that, but it will also um, make people closer to each other because they believe that the fact that people are walking everywhere and they're living within these like 15 minute cities, you will get to know people because you'll have more interactions with people at, at grocery stores, at gyms, at everything else. But to your point, they are designing this as a way to like limit and cripple our freedom of movement. So like they want you to just live within that little community that's being highly surveillanced so that everyone is under the, the, the thumb of Big Brother who's constantly watching. And get to know people, but it's only get to know people, in, people. Your, in your zone or yeah. community or your little city. So. Yeah. So, like, for example, the, the, the problem I see with that is that you're, you're like, segregating even more the rich from the poor yeah. because these poor cities, like, uh, low-income homes and families, they, they're stuck in that perimeter. Yeah. So their kids can't go to a school in another city because, you know, sorry, here's your 15-minute uh, uh, permitted access and then you know like i feel like that that gets that's really messy like yeah. you that's segregation <laughs> that really is yeah and not to mention the heavy gentrification that this will call uh cause because you'll have like a lot of these businesses so like starbucks is going to open in every little community and so it will be a model that will benefit the already established and like rich people because like mm -hmm. they'll be able to like just basically come into these small little cities and just open up certain things and then claim that it's for the incentive of creating these sustainable and eco-friendly communities. But in reality, it's just to benefit their own pockets and just profit off of these people who are now restricted to this one area and can't really move around as much as they could. And so do they want to do they want these cities to exist like across, let's say, a country? for yeah. example yeah they want every every city to like have this model if they can like that's what every, they want every city like urban areas only or 
or even suburban and rural areas like a rural area and then and then making you know 15 minute grocery stores from well i think that they like my conspiracy about that is that the government is going to eventually find a way to strip uh, landowners of their rights and then eventually also kind of like industrialize those areas so that no one really owns land because land equates to freedom and so if you truly want a controlled society you can't have these large landowners and so i think that they're gonna eventually start implementing like higher tax rate property tax and they're gonna try to reduce the freedom of landowners to a point where it's not even like it doesn't even make sense to own land anymore yeah I was going to say what's interesting. This is just kind of off topic, but but kind of not. But everyone knows that eggs are like six to ten dollars now. I don't know if you guys can relate to that. But in our grocery stores, super, super expensive. If you want good eggs, you know, too. But even if you get standard eggs, it's like six dollars. But to my point, what's funny is that my parents obviously since they moved out of newark now they they have like more space where they live Mm -hmm. because they're like close to pa and stuff and they have chicken now and they get a dozen eggs a day so think about like how much they're saving and that probably makes the government want to like punch the air and stuff like damn it like people are just getting you know like having farms and stuff and getting all that they need but the <laughs> the way that the government will eventually get to those people is that they're now manipulating the feed that's used for chickens. And so I don't know if you've seen, but um, TikTokers who own land, they've been kind of like documenting the uh, change in the quality of the of the feed used for their livestock. Really? And the main change has been um, the feed that's used for chickens, because mm. apparently now it's like. It, it it's it's depriving the chickens in certain nutrients that will eventually lead to just subpar eggs that that don't necessarily have the um nutrient like the yeah the the um uh, i don't i don't really know exactly what the chemical name is but essentially the properties that help us become resistant even towards covid for example so like there has been a recent study that said that the egg yolk contains certain proteins or enzymes or something that help combat covid is it mrna you're thinking of i don't know um i just know that it's in like egg yolks i don't know well that's why you obviously if you if you have a farm you should invest in good feed yeah you know and actually look into or look into making your own feed yeah but yeah that's true too that's probably complicated but yeah but But anyways yeah but uh anyways so so back to this 15 minute city concept um that's what i think it is i i think that covid really opened the floodgates for the government to to really start like taking miles and like asking people for like an inch but taking miles and miles because they saw a few things they they saw that whenever people are ordered to like stay indoors and to just you know be locked down people like people obey as long as it's for a greater cause Mm -hmm. you know and as long as it's kind of like governed through fear so if you implement fear enough fear then people will do what you tell them to do and so i feel like a lot of people have grown accustomed to uh working from home remote everything like not really socializing and so now is the perfect time if you're an evil um tyrannical one world government uh champion you know who's like trying to champion these ideas it's a perfect time for you to say hey 15 minute cities you know like um do you remember what you what what you already became used to well here like it's it's for your own good now you know yeah and and for the greater good of humanity humanity Yeah, yeah like think about the planet think about your kids your grandkids don't you want them to live on a great world uh, then you should kind of restrict your movements and just accept this prison-styled environment, which is basically a prison. It's like you can't really navigate or travel. And so it's going to get to a point where it's kind of like in those um, post-apocalyptic films where uh, the the best example, which might be too niche for our listeners, but if you're into like gaming and stuff or if you've been watching the recent HBO uh, TV series, The Last of Us, 
they have like checkpoints and they have like small little zones and mm. so like that's what it's kind of like gearing towards you know it's like you will be in your zone and then in order for you to kind of like navigate to a different zone you have to present papers submit a request yeah uh, papers explain why you're doing it explain what you're going to do who you're going to see what your intentions are and so it's just boiling down to tyrannical control and that's already what china does it's like a mass surveillance surveillance heavy dictatorship that tracks you and just monitors everything you do and i i also read that i think australia is beginning to implement social credit system mm. where they're gonna use cameras to analyze your facial expression your body temperature to see if you're in a good emotional state if you're in a bad emotional state and if you're in a bad emotional state you will kind of like lose credits and if you're in a good emotional state you will gain credits and so it's like a positive reward system where if you want to get a car but hey like you've been kind of a bad bad vibes person you you haven't been really been contributing much to the broader sense of goodness in society and so you can't really pr uh, um, afford that car because oh your social gosh. credit score is low i would have none if anyone has a resting bitch face like yeah <laughs> yeah but that's essentially like what it's coming down to it's like they want you to smile and dance and do everything that they're telling you to do like puppets yeah or else essentially you know uh, what I wanted to say about what you mentioned, like the instilling fear, like that's exactly what they did during COVID, obviously, yeah. um, especially like when I was in Newark and then they started like curfews and stuff and you couldn't you couldn't be out after like 8 p.m. or something or yeah. else the cops would stop you and ask you why you were out. And like that to me, that I could understand why that infuriated so many people, because a there's way less people out at night anyways so why would a curfew have to be in place you know when everyone's when everyone's together and in groups during the day yeah and that's when covid would have been more spreadable yeah right so instead of limiting hours during the day they limited the hours at night but i don't know it was just ridiculous i felt like it was all like this ploy to to i don't know yeah yeah to me and this might be like a far-reaching conspiracy theory, but um, it's one that I just kind of pieced together right now. <clears throat> what if, like, what if every government is kind of in bed with, like, China, and then this whole COVID thing was like a false flag designed to kind of move the world towards that, towards that scenario of, like, 15-minute cities, zones, and just Virtual. keep everybody, like, under control, surveillance, high surveillance. And the only reason why I'm saying China is because China has already been a leader and a main testing ground for that type of technology, for the constant heavy surveillance systems, for monitoring people's faces, social credit score. Um, and then on top of that, obviously, COVID came from Wuhan, yeah. you know? So it's like, it would make perfect sense if all the governments are kind of like conspiring together to move towards this one world government but then to us the people they kind of put on this show this facade and going full circle with the whole selena gomez versus kylie jenner and Haley bieber thing it's always like portrayed as like the good versus the evil yeah, it's like, like you have to pick a side you know what's our country doing that's changing the fate yeah. of the world you know and making it better and you know but what if all the parties are just to gain, you know, you know, like yeah. they, they only have to gain from manipulating us and from making us fearful and making us submissive to their whim and to whatever they think is best for us. And then we just become this people where it, it, it goes back to like ancient Rome. It's like give people bread and circus and keep them in, like keep them constantly entertained mm -hmm. and they will constantly just be subjugated to whatever uh laws and rules that you have to offer you know yeah i feel like countries play the virtue signaling card. Yeah, yeah a lot um oh i did want to mention the whole idea of like oh you can work close to home or you could work remotely yeah um i feel like everything nowadays the way that i'm looking at it mostly is that everything is being pushed virtually so this whole idea of like oh people will socialize more i don't think that that's the real goal no of course not. i i i honestly do believe that the real goal is for everyone to be at home in in their homes and then eventually convenience will be everything will be at your door just like right. it is with like instacart and groceries and everything else right. um 
it will be everything at, at a certain point. And so like working from home, just like you said, people started doing it during COVID. And then now now it could be a thing that you just do for the rest of your life. It's like, hey, you you kind of you're in the comfort of your home. You can get stuff done. You yeah. can take care of the kids. Oh, the kids don't even have to go to school. They could stay at home because they're under your got your uh, what do you call it? Your surveillance you know right, right. uh they won't be home alone and they can go to school using virtual reality exactly because i feel like that's when they're gonna hit us with like virtual reality which they already began doing it's like they want you to stay at home but then not feel like you're 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 staying at home too much because they they want you to feel as if it's a privilege right it's like you don't have to clock into work i know how frustrating that driving. is Johnny. driving stuck in traffic how about you just put on your headset you have to go get the kids at school yeah, yeah. Uh, like and that's the best way because look the biggest example that I can give, um, if you haven't done 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 your research on this, um, it it recently was trending again on Twitter, I think. But Bill Gates essentially takes a private jet everywhere, and mm. then he says that to counter his carbon emission, he <sighs> he does all the work he does in order to counter it and to like neutralize it. Oh, but thanks, it's so much. Bill Gates. But it, but it's so much bullshit because it's again <laughs> it all ties back to virtual to virtue signaling. It's like you have these hypocrites kind of running the world and they do whatever they want and they and they have complete freedom because they can do whatever the fuck they want but then us like we get the short end short end of the stick and so like right. they they want us to exist just so that we can use our energy to kind of further their lives and their systems and all the systems that they have in place like amazon delivery services, internet services, virtual reality services, social media services. They want us to just become these hamsters that just spin this wheel, just like in Player Ready 1, just spin these, or Ready Player 1 rather, spin these hamster wheels. But then that's it. Like that's our existence to them. It's just, and then it ties back to the matrix, which is exactly what the matrix is, is you are nothing but a source of energy for this broader system. Mm -hmm. And I, and I just, it just scares the shit out of me how everything is kind of like going back to that, you know? And what sucks is like, this isn't like, we're talking about this, but just like you said, this is happening in the UK. And no, it's already other, happening. Yeah, yeah. In, in other countries. And so even if you think like, oh, I'll, I'll just leave the US and I'll go live somewhere else. It's like no, it's anywhere everywhere. you're going now, it's going to get to that point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just it's gonna be crazy to just strategically try to find your way out of it, move to the mountains somewhere, right. and become a ghost in the system or something yeah. like. That's what it's gonna have to come down to. Change your name and, Look, and just, your location. <laughs> just get a place in the mountains. Uh, build yourself a nice bunker, nuclear bunker. Get some weapons and in order to defend yourself. And that's probably the ultimate outcome, I think. And that's probably the only positive outcome of all this, as far as I can tell. And that's why I kind of want to move to Texas. <laughs> I don't want to move. No, I... New Jersey is going to just get swallowed by any ideology that, that New York implements. Like, we're just going to follow along because we've always been New York's little bitch. Guys, I look, I don't mean to be one of those people, but like... I am I am one of those people with the gun law stuff. I don't feel I don't feel Do like it's right irony? that that people in Texas just walk around with things strapped and loaded. But can I tell you something ironic? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Is that there have been multiple studies and just observations conducted where groups and cities that have communities where like every every other person is armed, the crime rate drops almost to zero, like close to zero. But and the is main that reason, true? Yes. And, and Where do the it school makes shootings sense. happen? Usually in the South, usually in the Southern cities. But and I mean states, I meant. But that's problems with the school security system. It's like they should have armed guards, especially after all all of these like school shooting incidents. Yeah, like every school should have like wakened, like woken up to that fact. It's like you should have armed guards just like these huge celebrities can't afford armed guards 24-7. Like, you have to have those guards at school. But my point being is that it, it makes sense to me because if you're a criminal and you want to uh, rob a, a gas station store, right, in Texas, and if there are customers in that gas station store, which I think I've seen, like, a few videos just in the past few weeks of, of one occurrence exactly like that where one guy walks into a gas station i think i think it was in texas and yeah. he goes to rob and then he pulls his gun out and then this other texan sees what's happening and he sneaks like like sneaks around aisles and stuff and then pulls his gun out and starts shooting at the guy and then the guy just runs away right they'll scare you out of it right so if you're a criminal then you always want these low risk high reward scenarios and that's why criminals usually target vulnerable people like women uh purse snatching old people old people kids children it's like they always target just vulnerable people and so if you live in this environment where everybody is not only armed but knows how to use a gun then you're not gonna freaking feel safe in that area like robbing and like doing what you have to do to get by it's like you're because they like criminals are usually the scariest like 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 just scared to shit but here's a counter to that if something were to happen to like your kid let's say and then it's like you can't even fight the fact that this this maniac was walking around with a gun because in that state it's legal how do you, you mean? know like there's they'll, they'll they'll have laws protecting them against protecting them hurting your kid no i'm saying like for example feels like oh self-defense or an accident or it won't be as like severe as it would be in a state like new jersey where there's more gun laws that's just an example like i'm not saying your kid but if it happened to your kid it would feel worse you know well but it depends on like what the scenario is like what if it's another kid shot your kid and now the kid's dead and then it's like oh well it's because all these households have guns in them so well, now my kid just accidentally got a hold right, of my right, gun right but but like that has happened already before but like that's a parenting problem but I, i'm yeah like, but I'm talking... it's more it's it, it'll happen more where there's more guns see i don't know if that's there... true don't say it's not true i don't know if that's true <laughs> guys come on back me up here because i, I can't be crazy for the whole gun thing you know yeah yeah oh sorry no yeah why do you get sorry, all weird it's just okay, sorry. i'm listening to the audio levels yeah. and i just have to tell you whenever it's peaking that's okay. all okay sorry she takes everything personally <laughs> um but I guess I see what you mean, but I don't think we see eye to eye in terms of gun control and stuff. Because I, I, I think that a lot of these states, like, like if, if that was a norm, then as a parent, it's your responsibility to like train your kid into like understanding what that means and like what these scenarios are where guns are needed and stuff. And so if your kid is just, you know, like not understanding the main situation around gun control, then that's a parenting problem. Right. But so like that's that's my point about gun laws. Like I don't think that people shouldn't have guns like if you know, but I do think that there should be like background checks like you no, should of course. like it should be inspected where you're keeping it in the house. What like how are you locking it? All these different things, you know, mm -hmm. I think that all of that is super important, especially the background checks, because I do think that anyone being able to buy a no, gun yeah. I'm and also getting a that. permit that is just outrageous yeah i've you know? i've always been a huge advocate for heavy psychological training for and cops screening too. i was about to say that heavily heavy psychological screening for police departments every single policeman and policewoman should go through a heavy heavy psychological screening 
mm. where they figure out if you have even an ounce of like bipolar like in ounce of bipolar disorder then you should be placed in like a special program where you're going to be supervised 24 7 to see if you can deal with like super intro like super high octane scenarios which is what they do in the military it's like military people usually get ptsd because of that reason it's like they even though they they go through like strenuous training they they always kind of like handle themselves in combat but then they also get excuse me they also get ptsd and another thing is like biases you know there's tests yeah. that you can take to test if you have like biases racism sexism they right. like if you fall if you fall um under any bias category right like if you if you believe in stereotypes and stuff and so i do think that as a police officer like you shouldn't have any bias which, which I don't is impossible know, which i don't know if it's possible but very you is. should have like very minimal bias you know you should be able to control and like filter it out during high octane moments it's right. like if you're trying to take down a criminal then you have to like understand what needs to be done instead of just shooting them in the head you know like immediately yeah, it's like yeah. you you have to learn how to de-escalate um problems and you have to you know just like be be very privy to these necessary basic human um skills which a, a lot of cops don't have human skills like they can't even communicate with people that they're like pulling over and stuff without getting um super pissed off and then just escalating the whole thing you know just like yeah so you have to have very sociable highly mentally stable people who are also put through these um put through these hoops where they have to train and prove themselves constantly in order to keep their badge but we don't have resources and we don't have money apparently but we have enough <laughs> money to give to ukraine give hundreds of millions trillions. billions <laughs> trillions yeah. yeah yeah like one point something trillion <laughs> but like hundreds of billion dollars for sure directly to ukraine and we have our president joe biden saying on on record saying that we should kind of like donate part of our tax that every taxpayer gives <laughs> to the citizens of Ukraine so that they can at least have basic food needs and just cover basic needs. Let's meanwhile, focus on the homelessness. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, there's a homeless epidemic spreading across every state of the every state of the United States. We should go take President Biden to uh, uh, Skid Row. Yeah, and just, like, have him try to, like, shake hands there and see if he doesn't get, like, freaking, you no, know. No, apparently he grew up in a black church, he said. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, there's, like, a video of, like, the whole gospel choir, you know, yeah, going in like they do. And then he's just standing there, like, has no idea what to do. And yeah, people he were can't just, even process anything anymore. People were just trolling him. He needs to go to that Sunday service with Kanye or something. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't I don't know what America needs, but also what's interesting is that uh the White House denied FEMA support for Ohio, who's currently undergoing this heavy yeah. Chernobyl like circumstance. And then meanwhile, Trump is there on the grounds in the trenches, kind of like just aiding that community as best as he can, giving them moral support. And I'm not even like a Trump supporter, but you have to ask yourself, like, who really has our best interests here? Meanwhile, our our sitting president is giving away hard earned taxpayer dollars and trying to find ways and loopholes to give even more funding, more money to this foreign country that up until recently we had most people didn't even know what the Ukraine was. You know, and then now we're just here, like, kind of champion, championing, championing. Yeah, yeah, like championing this coming country. to their rescue. Yeah, it's sponsoring this country that is, by the way, known as the main source of human trafficking and has been known to be that source of human trafficking for a long time, which we're going to discuss on our weekly video podcast very soon, which you guys may want to tune in because I'm going to just break down exactly what's happening in the Ukraine or my perspective, at least my my best understanding why the u.s is funding ukraine so so heavily why blackrock which is one of the biggest companies that nobody knows about has a vested interest in rebuilding ukraine you know the human trafficking source child tra trafficking everything yeah like we're, like we're gonna go deep into that i wanted to talk really quick about the whole ohio thing what you said because 
I heard, and I don't know if this is true, but I read stuff online and I never know what's what's right and what's wrong because even if you go try to search it, it's like you're going to get different information from different sources, you know? Right. Um, but I heard that the governor of Ohio set, like downplayed the situation yeah, yeah, and yeah. was like saying they didn't really need the aid. So then it doesn't really surprise me that they didn't receive the aid. Right, right. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, and I don't know how many people know this too, but just days before the quote-unquote incident happened, CDC changed the toxic report on that chemical, claiming that you now need 10x the amount that it was originally stated in order for you to be contaminated and like experience side effects like like detrimental long-term side effects and so they changed it from like i think it was um like uh ten thousand uh something to now like a hundred thousand so instead of like ingesting this certain amount now now they're claiming that oh no like it takes way you, more it, yeah to... like don't be scared it takes way more like way more of the substance for you to even experience any side effect so it's just curious you know like again false flags false flags are real they've been done historically you know if you date back to like nero in rome you know like he burnt down rome in in order to implement his like laws and strategies so like this is like a well-known tactic amongst leaders it's mm. like that's just what you do false flags cuba was a false flag the vietnam war uh the the tipping point was also a false flag and so you have all of these things you know yeah we'll definitely talk about it more on the podcast 9-11 was a false flag you know <laughs> 9-11 yeah for sure no for sure it was it was it's crazy yeah but anything else for today um let me think no i think that's it uh don't <clears throat> i mean don't support this 15 minute city thing yeah definitely don't like let's not allow it to happen guys and the best thing that we can do is simply resist and we can resist by just boycotting by just uh speaking up and just using platforms or creating your own platform to speak up which is what we've been trying to do it, yeah it might not be much you know yeah. people are like oh but are you like petitioning and i mean you know but it is something at least yeah speaking and having a voice is always going to be the main weapon and that's how the french revolution unfolded it's it's um just just not sitting idly by while all these things are just being used against you you know and all of your rights are slowly but surely being stripped from underneath and you don't even realize it yeah all right i agree i'm sorry guys i'm like so tired <laughs> all right so with that being said guys um if you resonated with anything that we said if you like us as people if you like our voices our radio voice um not mine <laughs> and you guys want to you know join us on this journey because we're in it for the long run so i see myself doing this until i die like always having a microphone um in front of me and always speaking my mind and just giving my thoughts on what's happening around me and speaking up on things that i don't agree with on things that i don't think anybody should agree with and so if you want to continue on this journey with us obviously uh stick around and just um subscribe to uh however you can subscribe i don't know if you can turn on a, your notification bell on apple Podcasts. if you can turn it on on spotify uh if you want to leave us a review that would be great uh we've had a few bad reviews which i do want to cover on a future episode and just like read it out but one of them was that they claimed that we didn't really uh come off as like experts on topics that we speak on and that was just hilarious given the name of this podcast is called mentally gone and it's called that for a reason we don't claim and haven't claimed at any point in time that we're, we're experts ex on yeah. anything that we talk about. We're just two human beings trying to make sense of the world through the Internet. And we are trying to build a community of people like minded individuals who also have a similar perspective on the world and who also uh, want to preserve their their freedom and who want to preserve their energy and their family's freedom and their family's energy from the prying vampires that control this world, the energy vampires that control this world. So that's all I can tell you that we are. Uh, again, if you enjoy anything that you've heard so far, then chances are you will enjoy things in the future because we are constantly improving and trying to better ourselves with each and every single episode. Yeah, and I also addressed a comment like that on YouTube that was like, I'm sorry, but the girl, she has a great personality. She seems like she's got a big heart, but... Uh, 
she the way she speaks is just like I don't know what word they use but the the point I made on that episode and I'll say this over and over again there are just some things that I'm not knowledgeable in or 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 of you know mm-hmm. um that even if I read up on it I can read and under like and understand what what I'm reading and what I've learned about the topic itself but it doesn't mean that I fully comprehend the whole situation or right. or have taken a stance on it even or have done anything because usually I'm like I try to be indifferent and not take a stance and then if I do it just means that I'm truly passionate about the stance that I'm taking and so that means I have background knowledge on it right. but to my point there are just some things that that I'm more knowledgeable in versus other things. Like I didn't know anything about Aleister Crowley that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And I just rolled with it um, because that's all I can do. Uh, I mean, yeah, I can pull up stuff on Google, but then I'm not speaking like for myself. I'm just speaking for things that that are on the internet. Right. And so. And that's completely also like understandable too, because I also have, hundreds of thousands of topics that I'm not really privy in. So like politics, for example, I can't really have or hold or hold myself in a political argument because I'm not really deeply entrenched in that political yeah, arena. <laughs> so I don't follow politics up close like that. I don't follow sports up close at all. So like certain things, I'm just not going to be able to like hold my end on that conversation. But the whole goal moving forward for me, at least, is that in preparation for each topic, we're only going to choose the topics that either one of us or both of us have established like a very firm position on. And so like I'm firmly against this concept of 15 minute cities. I don't think it's a good thing. I think that it's a Trojan horse that's designed to kind of enter your um, awareness and then also take advantage of your predisposition to just be susceptible as a citizen to these concepts. And so I'm always going to like choose these topics is my point that um, I'm just passionate about. And hopefully that passion will kind of like carry my own perspective and my own person through those conversations, which is what I just rely on every single time. Because I also, I have a horrible memory. I can't memorize uh, articles that I read. I can't memorize. And that's why you guys will always see me kind of like being like, oh, is it Klaus Schwab? You know, meanwhile, most conspiracy theorists have these names kind of like deeply ingrained in their psyche. And it's like to them, it's like homework. It's like you should know who this guy is, you know. But to me, it's just like I just go as I go, you know, Mm. and I'm just good at improvising, I guess. And I and everything that you listen is just me improvising off the top. Like I don't have any script ready. you know. And and I said that in the YouTube comment, too, that I responded to. I said mm-hmm. that you're great at improvising and you can come up with like thoughts and ideas on the spot. And I'm someone that I'm more like I need a de- like, uh, yeah, I need to. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like devote time and effort and energy in order to get there mm-hmm. to a thought and idea. Like it doesn't just come naturally all the time. Yeah. It has to be kind of like provoked a little bit. And I used to be more fluent, I think. Well, not really because I've listened to like uh, past podcasts that I've done. But I feel like in the past I was just more well read, which is something that I'm trying to like uh, fix is (laughs) just like reading more because then I can articulate better and also writing more, which a lot of people kind of um, underrate and underestimate the, the power of just writing. And I feel like every podcast that 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 we've done like every video podcast where i've like written up scripts in preparation for that episode um just like not really scripts scripts but like more like essays on like topics that i want to talk about those were the episodes where i spoke the best because i had like a firm grasp on that topic and i only acquire that through writing and so i just have to like dedicate more time towards that which is what i'm going to do and currently am doing for our weekly episode yeah guys i i need to read for sure i don't i i will say this though it might not seem like it because because i'm just a horrible speaker i think and that's just something i really do need to practice on but 
I've always found that I have a knack for writing more than I do for speaking. So when I respond to comments, like I can do it instantly and I'll write you guys a paragraph, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I'll go into detail and everything. But but speaking, it's like my thoughts don't want to translate themselves into verbal words, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just I like everything just slurs. And I don't think I have I need to like strengthen that that muscle in my brain when mm-hmm. I speak. But and it can only be strengthened through practice, you know. Right, that's what I said. But yeah, I definitely need to practice. And so that's another thing that I told uh, the person that I responded to. I was like, honestly, like I just need to read more. But the irony is that this is the most well spoken I've ever been. I think. I agree. I think yeah. that like with time it it gets better and it's only very slightly each time and sometimes it's not because it'll be a while since we do these and then i'm like back to square one yeah back to rusty if i if i like you know really tell myself like you got this and don't get too much in your head and whatever then it will come more naturally and more seamlessly but it's not a given all the time. <laughs> right, which which I've I've definitely noticed because um when we first started doing these, I would always give you like comments afterwards like saying, "Hey, like maybe you're saying too much likes, you know, yeah. like 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 like, maybe you should speak a little quicker." But even with me, and that's why I have a hard time listening and just watching older episodes of myself speaking because for those of you who don't know, I started podcasting in like 2017, I think. And I would have guests over and I just cringe at the idea even of just watching myself back because I've tried and I have only gotten like maybe five minutes deep into any Hmm. episode because I just can't rewatch myself. I was just a very pretentious person who just thought that he knew everything and thought that he spoke well. But in reality, the execution just wasn't there. And then compared to today, I can actually find myself listening back to our episodes and actually not cringing as much but i still cringe though because i do say actually i do say like a lot i do stutter a lot but 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 see like <laughs> like as i say <laughs> it i just start like <laughs> stalling up but the uh stuttering i think is a uh deeply ingrained thing that i've always had as a kid so in portuguese you guys should have seen me growing up in brazil i would stutter like crazy like 10 times worse <laughs> in I front of the whole class right and stuff. I, I couldn't do presentations. I couldn't even order something at McDonald's in person because I was just scared that I wouldn't be able to speak and I, and I wouldn't be able to speak. I would always stutter and just clog up. And so I would ask my dad to like just order for me up until I was like 14, 13, like, like pretty old, you know? And so that's always been something that's just part of me. And that's why even as I progress through this whole podcasting experience, you guys will always find me, I think, stuttering at least a little bit having those off days which i have a lot of that that's funny because what what's weird is like i'm the opposite when it comes to phone calls i do them so easily like even even as as a kid like and when when i was like living with my parents and stuff they'd be like gab can you order us a pizza and they would give me the the stuff they wanted and i would order it myself and i'd be like hi can i have this and can it be for for delivery and the address and whatever i would never be able to do that i would do it and honestly and and then my my telephone call voice would go on too it's like five pitches higher than my the one i'm using now (laughs) Mm-hmm. you know it's like hi i'd like to place an order for yeah. delivery <laughs> and you still do, do that today yeah too. i'm uh, like hi i need to schedule an appointment for my doc <laughs> yeah and the irony to me is that i think that my hesitancy to like making phone calls as a kid and even a little bit today like i'll do it today but i prefer not to do it still so if there's like an easier way if there's me it, around yeah then. <laughs> like i'll just ask you to do it but um, I think that my biggest problem was that I always assumed that I had to kind of create this persona on the phone and just be this different person. And then that's why I would always stutter because I didn't find out who that person was. Mm. And then today, for example, uh, before we sat down to record this episode, I was calling Internet providers to try to find like a better package deal. And I just tried speaking as myself as much as possible and so the way that i'm talking to you guys right now is the way that i spoke to the people on the phone Woo! instead of <laughs> i'm kidding yeah instead of trying to be like super super like a certain way you know 
I don't know how to explain it, but I think it's just a matter of just being yourself as corny as that sounds. And then if you're able to be yourself fully at all times, then everything becomes easier. And and I'll just say this last thing, but that's what my problem is on the podcast, guys. Like these these audio ones are so much easier for me because mm-hmm. I'm not self-conscious about like how I look and and how I'm going to be perceived. And then maybe I also think like, oh, uh I don't know how many people listen. Well, a lot of people do listen to these just as much as... Over a thousand people listen to each audio episode, which is wild. Yeah, but like in my head, I'm like, oh, it's not... It's not being in. It's not being posted into like a reel or something, and then and then I didn't I didn't have anything to say, and then I'm even more self conscious or whatever mm-hmm. else, you know. It's just a more relaxing experience, but I feel like that's that's probably the difference too. Is like you were saying you were like pretentious or whatever. I'm just like always self conscious, like oh, right. you're uh, the obvious, insecure. But- opposite rather yeah Yeah. like insecure like nothing i say is relevant and will be mind-boggling or change your life or it's just you know which ironically (laughs) because i've been like self uh self analyzing myself a little bit um compared to who i was like maybe four or five years ago i was way more confident back then than i am today even though today i have way more to be confident yeah like plant plenty more reasons to be confident than I did back then. And so it's this like weird paradox now that I have to like find a middle ground where I reintroduce that confidence back into my life while also reassuring myself that there's a good reasoning as to why that confidence is welcome and needs to be welcomed in. Mm-hmm. So it's this huge challenge now because I feel like as a creative person, you have to have to have confidence in anything and everything you do. So if you're if you're creating a podcast, you have to be overtly confident. Yeah. And you have to be able to kind of um, back that confidence up and not just be confident for the sake of like vanity and just um, virtue signaling and just facade building, but an actual substantial confidence that like you can debate anyone on any topic. You can protect yourself on any argument. You can do all these things, speak well and fend off criticism, haters, you know, because there's always going to be people who just want to hate for fun. So, right. Uh, But I'm trying, I want to get to a point where I don't even like, I'm not even self-conscious at all. Like I just say what, what comes and, and that's it. You either love it or you hate it or I don't care. That's kind of where I'm at. (laughs) Uh, at I still need to get there slightly because I really don't care how people feel, but, um, I do care how, I do care about how I portray myself. And I think that that's the thing I'm going to work on. Yeah. Um, because I'm just, again, it's, it's just insecurity. It's not really about like, Oh, what are other people going to think of me? It's more like, I don't want to say the wrong thing because I don't want to look back five years from now. And, and I said something ridiculous, you know, or something that maybe, maybe I should have given more thought to, or I don't know, just something along those lines. But one one great quote to kind of close this episode out, and I think it ties into everything that we kind of talked about now towards the end, is I read this quote that said that being humble isn't thinking less of yourself. Mm. It's thinking of yourself less. Yeah, that's that's a good one. So I think that that's the key to like basically progressing in any field is that the moment that you strip away any sense of vanity, any preoccupation with the self, you begin kind of flourishing in any endeavor that you kind of uh, embark on, you know? So one of the reasons why I put on the hat, for example, is because I don't want to worry about my, my hair looking a certain way, looking good at all. I don't want to worry about my acne prone forehead showing up on camera, like, like super saturated, super red, And then like, that's just one of the reasons why I always wear a hat. And so like, that's an insecurity of mine, but then I've managed to kind of not mask it, but kind of like, just like deal with it in a way that's satisfactory for me to move on in order to do what I have to do. And so I don't think about myself at all when I'm on camera and therefore I'm just super comfortable now that I've kind of like solved this problem, quote unquote. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. I I hope one day I get to a point where I don't even like wear makeup on the shows and stuff, but who knows? Which I don't think you need at all, but yeah. 
Yeah, but look, guys, my only thing is I won't wear makeup if I have a tan. If I'm pale and you guys should see these studio lights, I'll look like a ghost on camera. Mm -hmm. That's my only thing. Yeah. <laughs> you guys should see how angry I am with myself for being white. Yeah. <laughs> for being for being as white as I am. But it's like the what, bad What I'll say to that is that all skin tones matter. Um, it's true. No, okay, yeah, but, it's no, true. No, no, no. I'm not. I don't want to. Like, I'm not saying no, I no, want no, a different. No, no, but I'm just saying that as like a joke. But I think that there are people way more, way paler than you, who are way success, way more successful. Yeah, it's and not. See, they just embrace it. You know, like both girls and guys. Like, if I'm scrolling through 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 TikTok, like you'll see a bunch of super pale people, and they're just there expressing themselves and. And a lot of them have makeup on and they still like they're just there confident as a bitch, as they say. For sure. And they're just embracing life. And like, who cares? You know, at the end of the day, who fucking cares? I'll get to it. Yeah. Well, with that being said, guys, um, I hope you enjoyed this mix. Of, this long, too. Yeah, like long mix of just topics. You guys got a little bit of more objective topic based commentary. And then you guys also got a glimpse into our own lives. I even gave you guys a glimpse into my own personal insecurities and like how i view myself and what i do on camera and what i don't and, and me too yeah yeah and i just want these episodes to be more about that it's like we'll talk about what's happening in the world but then also talk about what's happening in our individual heads right yes all right so with that being said guys thank you so much for listening um again the best way for you to support this show we don't ask for money we don't ask you to buy anything we don't ask you to pay anything all we ask is that you guys just um, continue supporting us if you enjoy this stuff by maybe uh, dropping a rating, a review, preferably a positive one. But it's up to you. It doesn't really matter. Where the was the, the bad review on Spotify? Yeah, but we're not going to read it I today. know. No, I'm okay. not. I was yeah. just asking. But yeah, it was on, I think, Apple Podcasts or something like that. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, so the best way to support us is just by dropping a review, uh, letting us know what you guys think about us. Um, also following us on Instagram on our growing TikTok and Instagram accounts on YouTube. That's the uh, biggest thank you because we're trying to grow that channel up so that our podcast reach, reaches more people, our weekly video podcast, um, and just grow this show to a point where it's just far reaching and we can um, affect change in the broadest way possible and the more most effective way possible. So like we, we want influence as a way to kind of better society as corny as that is to say but that's actually how i feel yeah i mean look i just say what i'm strongly passionate about or against or whatever yeah um and if you also feel the same way then more, more power to us um if not then more power to you yeah that's it i'm just doing all this because i want to run for president uh <laughs> in a few years from now so vote for me cali vote cali 2020 2028 nah let's Would do it be 2024 what 2030 something next year let's go <laughs> because i have to have some like a little bit of white hair in order to be taken seriously but i do want to be a president so that i can finally um uncover what the deep state is and i can um, try to implement change before i get jfk'd and uh, yeah and then my head popped they'll off clone him or something i'll yeah. let you guys know because i'll be there the yeah. first lady and she'll also get cloned just like melania trump had her uh stunt double that was appearing at places when she didn't <laughs> want to maybe because she had like a fashion show to go to uh gabriella will be gabriella I, and i will will be locked up alongside kanye and britney spears uh in the illuminati headquarters which is inside of the irs building on the uh, 40th floor beneath the ground not me <laughs> and that's where we will be guys with that being said thank you so much for listening again and don't forget and don't forget that it's never wrong to be mentally gone peace, peace to, to the, the world, world.